The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Good Sunday morning and welcome to Your Life, Your Money with Kelvin the Money Guy. My name is Chris Creston. I'm the radio guy. You can visit Kelvin's website at askkelvin.ca. That's ask, K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. Check out the website for all kinds of useful information as well as past shows and also a way to get in touch with him. You click on the schedule call link and you can schedule a time and date of your choosing when you can sit down and chat with Kelvin, the money guy. Or you can just pick up the phone and call him at 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. Who is Kelvin, the money guy? He's one of the top financial advisors in the country, and that just keeps getting renewed. We guess we we just recently heard that he's in the top fifty again, and that's amazing to know. But it's also amazing to know that he's an overall nice guy as well, and just a great guy to listen to on your Sunday morning. So, Kelvin, thanks for making us part of your weekend again. Thanks, Kelvin. Yeah. So, uh, good afternoon, Chris. How is uh, how is your Thanksgiving weekend going? So oh, far? you know what? I, I can't complain. Thanksgiving is. Always busy, you know. There's all sorts of family to visit and see, and uh, not enough time to get it all in, and not enough room in my pants to get all the food in. But uh, <laughs> it's just, it is, uh, it's a difficult time in that way. But it's also a lot of fun, and it's my kids' birthday, so I got to wish my kids a happy second yes. birthday. The twins have turned two, so I've got wow. two at two in the terrible twos. So I can only, uh, if anyone's got any advice, feel free <laughs> to drop me a line and let me know uh, how do how do I navigate this next uh, next chapter of my life? Kelvin, how's your Thanksgiving uh, weekend going? Uh, well, good so far. I didn't think I'm heading to my brother's tomorrow, um, but yeah, other than that, quiet trying to navigate through things to get prepared for. You know, as we the weather changes and. Heading on to there, trying to get ready for the Leafs to play. <laughs> not not the done. Leafs falling, but the Leafs <laughs> playing. Because, you know, you know what? Baseball season, it felt like we almost got this little uh, opportunity to break through. Uh, we, we got two games of playoff baseball, which and for all the people who are really heartbroken about it, I watched a lot of years when we didn't play meaningful baseball in August, let alone October. Yeah. So I, <laughs> it was a nice <laughs> bonus to get that little glimmer of hope uh, from the from the Blue Jays, but uh, not so much uh, on the execution front. Well, a familiar thing is, well, is next year. Wait till next year. You know that. <laughs> yes, I know. I'm, I'm, I am well aware that, that next year is always, <laughs> is always our year. It's important. <laughs> it's important to have that kind of faith and hope in your, in your life. That's what sports provide us, provides That's us with. Deep. It's not just an escape. It's something to have blind faith in. Yes, I hear you. <laughs> Oh, well. <laughs> well, you know, I think a lot of people probably getting together, uh, getting around the uh, family dinner table. They're probably listening to stories from their parents and maybe some stories about their upbringing, maybe some advice on where to move forward in their lives. And you, know, you should have done this. You should have listened to me. Or right. or or maybe it's some advice that you think, man, 
that's old fashioned. That's not going to work. I can't, I'm not going to do that. And that's what we're going to be talking about here today on Your Life, Your Money. We're going to be talking about financial advice that you get from your parents. Should you be taking it uh, and uh, or should you be taking it with a grain of salt? There's a lot of different stuff that gets thrown at you. People obviously have a- advice based on experience and uh, opinions mm-hmm. that uh, might be uh, a little bit of, uh, sh- shall we say, navel-gazing. But there's always something to learn, but uh, we'll be definitely helping you learn something as this show continues. Um, Kelvin, I guess I could just... Uh, do a broad, open question, and should we be taking financial advice from the previous generation? Yeah, so it's really interesting when you look into this, um, you know, depending on what age you are. Um, I mean, take advice from your parents. Um, when it comes to money, maybe with a grain of salt, um, you know, times, uh, times have changed. And sometimes advice become antiquated, meaning that, um, you know, what happened then doesn't happen now. You know, our parents always said to us, and I think they still say to us, not a wage or, you know, always save for the rainy day. But saving for the rainy day comes with, where do I save, right? Um, and sometimes the advice that our parents give when it comes to where we save our money can do more harm than good. So what should we do in today's world? Um, our parents always said, save as much money as you can, um, which is good, um, from every paycheck you get, and put it in the bank, maybe buy a GIC, leave your money in the bank. Um, but maybe that's not the best thing to do because in our parents' days, depending on their age, um, interest rates were like 10 and 13%. Mortgage rates for like 15 and 16%. Even though we think mortgage rates are really high today, it's really not that high when you compare to, you know, the last 50 years or so. It's just that we got spoiled in the last three years at 1% and 2% mortgage rates. So I don't know if you remember in the 80s, you know, um, led, they had leg warmers, empty music video do you remember the mtv music videos i miss i miss music videos that was my my go-to channel i would always i would come home from school and i would go right on to much music and that's where right i would be glued uh for the rest of the day maybe until a hockey game came on uh yeah. and wa- watching probably the same music videos over and over and over again uh so i remember a little i, I remember a touch of the 80s but i was very young in the 80s and it was cool it was really cool back then so, and, and the average, um, you know, GIC rate was about 11%. Today, it's wow. about two, maybe, right? Mm-hmm. So, when you think about inflation, I don't think our parents really had to worry too much about inflation. I mean, we always do. But, uh, you know, inflation today is running about three and four. So, if you're only making 2% of your money, you're actually losing the purchasing power of your dollar. Right. So having a savings account might be not a good idea. Keep money in the bank to pay bills. Maybe, you know, get, you know, spending money, whatever. But money that you want to put away for the future, maybe you want to have a different look. You know, you ever hear when the, when the banks um, give out their quarterly reports mm-hmm. and they always make billions of dollars, right? Of course. Well, that's why, because they take your money huh. and pay you 2%. And lend it back to you as a mortgage at five percent. Right. 
So didn't you wish you owned the bank? That's a great idea, right? Now that's how you put your money into savings. Own your yeah. own bank. Put it in the bank, but own it yourself. Yeah. Always look at long. Always look. Always look into the future, three to five years down the road. Where am I going to be? And you know, what am I doing today? Maybe you have no money you can save because of the way the world is today. But eventually, you're going to be saving money. So get in good money habits. I think that's the whole focus here is we need to get into good money habits. Advice our parents gave us are great. But I think in today's world, yeah, we need to do a little bit more research. You know, so what, what do we do instead? So we should always keep money in the bank to cover the next three to six months of expenses, right? Set it aside in a savings account and don't worry what it pays you. That's just money to live on and you know, buy food and groceries and, and things like that. Once you have that emergency fund set up, um, then take the rest of it because you work hard for your money, right? So make your money work hard for you, harder for you. It, you know, invest that money into, we always talk about investments, about TFSAs, RSPs, all that kind of stuff. So take your money and put it away, invest it in the stock markets. But be careful how you do it. Assess your risk. Sit down with your advisor and see what kind of risk level you are on a rate from one to five. And, and, and evaluate, you know, how do I feel if I make 7%, but more importantly, how do I feel if I lose 7%? Stock markets go up and down. This is a very challenging year for, for our money. If you have RSPs, TFSAs, things like that, just because of the way the, the, the whirlwind. But if you look over the past 90 years, the S&P 500, which is, which is a, a real measure of the economy, has averaged about 9.8%. So it's much higher than inflation and anything else. But there's a little risk there. And without risk, there's no reward. And there's a risk in not taking a risk. So I think people that are saving money, trying to save money anyways, um, you know, look at look at different ways of doing it. Um, like I say, I, I remember Chris um, clients telling me they paid more for their last car than they did for their first house. So, you know, that's the power of inflation. So you really got to hedge inflation, especially if you're in your, you know, 30s and 40s, is what will my money look like when I'm 60 years old? That's the, that's, that's the problem we need to, to deal with, right? So really what we're talking about, you've got to be, you know, I think a lot of your parents are probably going to teach you about frugality, about saving money. Uh, and they might teach you about a rainy day fund, but that's, what you were talking about, Calvin, when you put some money in the bank, in a savings account or checking account, where it's just for that rainy day, it's a few months expenses and things like that in case you need them for whatever reason. But right. then you've got to get the rest of your savings actually doing something and actually working for you and actually earning beyond inflation. Because, hey, if you just had it all in cash, it's going to be losing value every single day. But you want to make sure that you're hedging that uh, inflation by having it in something like you said, like S&P has averaged 9%. Now, you could say, oh, well, inflation was 11% a, a year and a half ago or whenever that was. Right. But that's not on average over decades and decades and decades because for a long time, inflation was at 2 or 3 or 1%. So yeah. 
they're, yeah, they're... typically yeah sorry to interrupt but typically it's about three to four percent okay so yeah. you're right it's not the eight and eleven percent that we've just been reading about over the last little while it'll settle back down after the break maybe we'll talk you know we'll carry on about what do we we have to listen to our parents yes but what kind of things we should do instead based on 2023 awesome that's coming up on your life, your money. Don't forget to visit Kelvin's website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask, K-E-L-V-I-N.ca. Or you can give him a call at 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. Stay tuned to your life, your money, a whole lot more on the advice that your parents are giving you and the advice that Kelvin's giving you here this <laughs> Thanksgiving weekend on Your Life, Your Money on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. And welcome back to Your Life, Your Money here on 640 Toronto. It's a show where we talk about your life and your money and the intersection between those things. This weekend, you might be sitting down with your family uh, and uh, hearing stories of your childhood, hearing stories of growing up, hopefully not getting too much dirty laundry aired. I uh, guess <laughs> that can always happen. They, you know, I had once heard someone say that the, uh, the most important financial decision you ever make is who you marry. And I think that a lot of people, a lot of relationships, not, not to be a downer, relationships don't always last forever and some of the reasons why happen to do with money and differences of opinion so maybe you're hearing different things from different uh-huh. parents uh uh-huh. it's all and who do i choose maybe it's better not to choose either of them and, and uh, instead go to a financial advisor like kelvin the money guy you can visit kelvin's website at askkelvin.ca that's ask k-e-l-v-i-n.ca or you can call them at 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. Hey, you already know his number. You know his website. He might as well be family. He's the guy you should be going to. I'm not saying don't listen to your family. I'm Chris Crespo no, did not say that. I'm just saying <laughs> Kelvin's a great source of information and knowledge on that sort of stuff. Kelvin, save me. <laughs> well, well, remember in our parents' days, their only way of saving to buy a house or retirement was RSPs. Right. So, you know, if that's all they ever know, well, that's what they're going to tell you. And, 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 and today, there's the RSP, the TFSA, the last weekend we talked about the FHSA. Yeah. So there's many ways now for us to save money when it comes to, uh, you know, our future, whether buying a house or saving for whatever we do. So you really need to explore all the things that are given us to us in today's world to help us, you know, plan for our future. Right. Yeah. You know, th- think about buying a house, right. Um, you know, if you're going to buy a, a home, you know, don't buy it for actually, if you're going to buy a home, you're buying it to live in. If you're going to buy a house, you're buying it for an investment. Mm, right. So you first have to determine what are you buying? What are you buying it for? If you're buying a, if you're buying a, a home to live in, raise a family and so on, then yeah, you know, don't use it as an investment or don't treat it that way, mm-hmm. right? So those are one of the things that people think about is that, oh, my house is my investment. Well, your house is not really your investment, right? So don't think, you know, don't think of that way. So establish, 
and again, when coming to buy a house, establish like a permanent place of residence, you know, where you want to grow a family, actually much like you did. Um, you know, when you had your kids two years ago, you go to living downtown in a condo. Um, then you had your kids and you started looking for something more, you know, there's a backyard and things like that where it's convenient to go shopping and so on. Right. So yeah, there's a lot that goes home, into that, you know, location, location, location. And hopefully mm -hmm. if you pick that right one, it is, it pays off as an investment, but primarily it's a residence. And, and I remember when I bought my first house, my dad said, you know, you have to buy a house, have to buy a house. You know, he was right, I guess, And when I look back now. But at the time, I wasn't ready. You know, I wasn't ready to buy a house. Mm -hmm. um, my my mindset was not there. It was still in that, you know, don't save money and, you know, live in that young guy life, right? Um, so that's one advice that I think that was good is to maybe buy a house. But I think in today's world, because of all the expenses and stuff that we have to put up with, you really have to be mentally ready to buy a house. And I think you buy a house when your life gets boring, meaning <laughs> that you're not going out to spend money, going to bars and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Maybe get that out of your system now. I was just be... talking to someone about this. It's that you know, if you buy a house like I bought my first condo when I didn't have kids and I was talking to someone about this and he was telling me that you know when you buy a house and you don't have kids the real estate mm -hmm. agent will start telling you all about oh it's got great schools it's got parks what do I care about that like where's the nearest bar where's the <laughs> uh, can I walk to uh, to transit to get me to the nearest bar like yeah. that's really what your mindset is and you don't have that sort of maturity or the the stakes in mind when you are uh, compared to if you're buying a house when you have children and and the thing is you know you, you know if if your idea of a great saturday night is making dinner at home and open a bottle of wine then you're probably ready to buy a house mm -hmm. right because you're you're not saving what i remember um you know people tell me when they're ready to buy their first house their first car their first major event you know, you would eat craft dinner every day if you had to mm -hmm. until you bought until you get what you want. So I think the same thing applies in today's world, even though there's all this talk about house prices getting out of hand for millennials and people like that to buy homes. I think if you if you sit down and you really put pen to paper and save some money, you you will be able to afford a housing. All the talk is house prices are gonna be coming down in the next little while. Inflation will be settling down. So it's going to allow, you know, millennials and people to, to save up their money and get into the housing market again. Um, so, so I think you really have to be mentally ready to be a homeowner. So I would say do some math and, and make some good sound financial decisions. There's a lot of calculators out there. Um, maybe you don't want to buy. Maybe you want to rent a house forever, right? Um, in fact, I did a study, I did a show, I think years yeah. ago about this. I do should I buy that. a house? Should I rent? Yeah, or should I rent? And the end result is after about a 40 year period, you were better off to invest the money in rent. Uh, I mean, the last 15 years, the answer is no, but if you stretch back the last 40 years, the answer is yeah, rent. So, on a so, long so going timeline. To that it's, that's, as long as yeah. you're investing the money that you would have otherwise put down on, on your house, right? Yeah. 
And I, and I think that's the thing. If you if you don't buy the house and be forced to pay a mortgage and you know things like that, you'll probably spend the money because that's human nature. I got all this money in the bank, I'm gonna spend it, right? I know people who have made that decision also based on well, if I want, you know, again thinking about kids, if I want my kids to go to this school in the neighborhood that has the best programs and sports and arts mm -hmm. programs or whatever it happens to be. I'd be better off renting in the neighborhood that I can't afford to buy in and right. and then investing in my kids' future in that way, in a sort of non-tangible, calculable way, um, mm -hmm. than, than if I were to own in a neighborhood where you know, there's maybe a little bit more crime or the schools aren't so good or yada, yada, yada. Right. And, and there's calculators out there to help you. To, to look to put see the numbers numbers don't lie so maybe go into that this rent versus buy calculator that can help you crunch the numbers to see if that's appropriate for you so really i guess the gist of it is do we take financial advice from our parents i think we do but i think we got to take it with a grain of salt about you know you know the generations change you know every 10 years things changes so we can't do what we're going to do in the next 10 years like we did the last 10 years I mean, because everything changes. The markets change, interest rates change, governments change, everything changes. So you always have to kind of change. You know, you know, your parents can serve as your guides, mm -hmm. but in the end, you're the ones who should determine the, your destination because you're the one who has to live there once you arrive. Right. So take advice from your parents, yes. But I think when it comes to money, maybe you need to, to kind of reevaluate um, and don't get your emotions attached to what you're doing, right? Well, I think that there's so much that has changed as well. And you, you mentioned, you know, in the last 10 years, so much has changed in the last 10 years, so much has changed in the last 20 years. And when you go mm -hmm. back to, like you said, the 80s or 90s, the only investment tool that, uh, you know, your parents may have had was an RSP. Uh, right. When I started investing, the only thing that I had was an RRSP and that gives you a bit of a different outlook. Also, you know, when they thought about the stock market in the eighties, they thought about guys with suspenders getting hot tips on a single <laughs> stock that was going to make the make or break yeah. their entire lives. But real yeah. investing when you've got a financial advisor is a lot more boring and a lot more lucrative than, <laughs> than, than rolling the dice on Gordon Gecko or something. Well, we still have those young people that are buying crypto and bought right. stocks. So, so that might never change. That'll always be around if I can make a billion dollars doing all these kind of things. But real wealth is accumulated over time. It's not overnight. It's over time. So a little from a little equals a lot. So I think we need to, you know, it, you know it's Thanksgiving weekend. And we got to give thanks for a lot of things that we that we have. Like, you know, and thanks for our parents that we're here. And they can help us. So to get where we want with advice on what to do. But money is one of those funny things where, um, like I said, clients tell me they paid more for their last car than they did for their first house. So, and I can think about my parents when we were growing up, you know, we had one phone, we had- And it was attached stations. to the wall. It was... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it didn't fit in our hands, yes. yeah. <laughs> And uh, there was four cable stations. I grew up in Montreal. Two was French, two was English. Um, so, you know, now we only had one TV. Yeah. Now everybody has four TVs, right? Or three or four TVs. 
two cars. Uh, back then, he had one car. So all those things have changed that factor into how we should change our money life. It changes the way that you spend money. It changes the yeah. way that you, your bills come. I remember, you know, the first time I uh, I wanted a cell phone, my my mom, it, like, it, it costs this much a month. Like, we don't pay that much for our house phone a month. Yeah. Like, yeah. the 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 mindset of the previous generation is always going to be a little bit different. So maybe some of the um, some of the skeleton of the uh, of the advice might be right, but some of the practical right. pieces of it may be may have adapted and changed and evolved over time. Right, exactly. I, so. I, I look at I can only imagine how much it's going to change for my own kids. Anyway, oh, you, you, mentioned, kids. Yeah. you mentioned only having one phone and one TV. You know, we've got like one of those moving picture frames that you can update new pictures from your cell phone as you take them. And my son like yanked it out of the wall and was surprised that it turned off when it wasn't plugged into the wall. Like, so so for that generation, the idea that anything is fixed in a permanent position uh, seems very strange for them. So I can only imagine what the financial world is going to be like uh, for them and and uh, and the advice that I'll have to that for them, they might just look at me, Dad. And, you're such a dinosaur. And think about driving. You know, our parents, you know, get your license, get your license when you're when you're 16. Mm-hmm. We couldn't wait to get it, right? Yeah. We'd skip school and go and try and get it. Well, the kids today don't want a driver's license. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your kids, Chris, might not. They might get a pilot's license. I don't know. They may not need a driver's license because the cars will drive themselves. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So a lot can change in in a couple of generations. And, uh, you know, we should be listening to our parents when they give us financial advice because they've been there. They've seen some stuff, um, especially seeing some higher interest rate situations and things like that. But a lot of the moving parts have advanced beyond their experience. And that's why it's important to have a good financial advisor in your corner so you can take to to Kelvin and say, hey, well, listen, this is what my dad had to say. This is what my mom had to say. Uh, But how do I make that work with a modern investing strategy? Well, go to Kelvin's website, askkelvin.ca. That's askkelvin.ca, askkelvin.ca. Click on the schedule a call link and pick a time and date of your choosing when you can meet up with Kelvin and have a chat with him. Or you can call him at 416 457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. Whole lot more of your life, your money, continuing here on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. And welcome to Your Life, Your Money with Kelvin, the money guy. He is one of the top financial advisors in the country. In fact, he's in the top 50. And they, they, they keep updating it. They say, hey, Kelvin, you're in the top 50. And uh, we're always proud to know that. And you can visit his website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask askkelvin.ca. You can call him at 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. And uh, you probably get financial advice from different places. Maybe it's 
your friends and they kind of maybe sort of slip it in in a sort of humble brag about some way that they've been able to save money or make money or pay off all their bills. Um, or maybe it's in some confession that maybe you shouldn't do what I did. Um, or maybe you get it from your parents and it could come in a similar sort of manner. Maybe it's just a, advice like save your money, buy a house, get an education. But the kind of education that you might get may maybe a little different than maybe they had pushed maybe that your parents had pushed you in um you know when or rather their parents had pushed them in there's so many different things you know you hear about the first person in their family to go to to finish high school or the first person right. in their family to finish college and then the first person in the family to finish university and then it was became a standard you must go to university you must get a degree and now right. you got a whole lot of people pouring coffee with a lot of expensive degrees. <laughs> so the the advice, does that still hold true? You've got to get an education, but maybe the kind of education you get is changing. Yeah, it, it I, you know, when you think back about school, I mean, yeah, go to school. But things have changed. You see, prior to 25 years ago, just graduating from college automatically made you employable mm -hmm. with a great income, right, and benefits. Today, that's not necessarily the case. Like you say, a lot of people are driving Uber and working at Tim Hortons and whatever because maybe there's too many, too many of us, too many people that graduated from university and not enough jobs to go around. You know, back in 1975, only one in five, ages 25 to 29, had a bachelor's degree. You know, one in five. So there's lots of jobs, you know. Our grandparents... Less than 5% uh, had a, a four-year degree background in 1940. You flash forward today, and one in three over the age of 25 has a bachelor's degree. So there's many people that have the bachelor's degree. So now the bachelor's degree is like the high school degree. Yeah, well, mm -hmm. I, I think back to you know, my, my grandparents were uh, you know, born al almost a century ago. And right. uh, neither of my grandfathers had university degrees, and both were uh, captains of industry, or at least to say, you know, <laughs> uh, very high up in their fields, and were able to contribute in a big way uh, to their business background, to their business world, and to their families. And a lot of that that has changed when it came to the standard and incrementally. What you could get with your degree also changed as well. Mm -hmm. So the um, the competition for those high-paying jobs became stronger and stronger. And then so you have an arms race of education almost, but then that also just sort of, you know, depletes right. the value of that bachelor degree that you would initially go for. Yeah, and, and you know, think about the cost of education today. I mean, it's, it's dramatically increased from when we... I remember when I went to McGill... And it cost me $345 a semester. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I think my parking pass at York costs more than that. So, <laughs> <laughs> and, and when you think about, um, you know, your tuition fees, your books, your food, and everybody wants to live away and things like that. So a lot of things have changed. So I think, you know, you know, millennials are paying uh, more than, half their, their degree is doubled in price. Yeah. 
Um, so, you know, what do they do? So, so the decision to attend college is no longer the no-brainer that it was for our parents. We really have to sit and think about and look into the future and try and imagine what kind of jobs will there be, right? Um, will there still be jobs that we don't that, that we have today that might disappear? The things that they talk about in the news today and it writes about plumbers and electricians and things that will never go away, no matter how advanced we become, I don't think those things will ever go away. I mean, we should never say never, but uh, maybe kids should start looking at something like that. Um, you know, they're saying to bring in new immigrants that have experience or want to do um, those type of job, plumbing and so on. So maybe we have to start thinking differently now about how we want to do. When you you know when you go to the bank, it doesn't and you deposit your money, it doesn't tell you what you do for a living. It doesn't say if you're a plumber, an engineer, or a doctor. It's all the same. It's all the same, right? So I think kids today um, have to really think about what we didn't have to think about because you get a university degree and you got a great job, a great paying job with benefits and so on. So yeah. Um, think about that. You know, you know, Chris, it's really funny. In North America, it's it's a taboo to talk about money. Yeah. It seems like. Eh? Um, it's we yeah. We don't tell our, we don't tell anyone what we owe, what we have. I mean we tell them what we have, but we don't tell them what we owe. Well, you know, we start off talking about the advice that you get from your parents, but that all comes with very little specifics on how much they owe or how much they earn or very few people I think know how much, you know, how many kids growing up knew how much their parents were, were bringing in a month. Uh, right. That, that I think was probably a pretty unlikely. And, yeah. and I think that that is a bit of a disservice to not, to not have the practical information when making and those decisions. And, you know, part of becoming an adult is learning how to manage your own finances, right? Mm -hmm. So what happened, like I say, it's, it's like it's like a taboo in North America. And unfortunately, this money taboo can negatively impact um, your quality of life. Um, so talking about financial needs and struggles, it's always left unaddressed. So I think, uh, you know, we, we've learned a lot. We've come a long way as far as money. The financial industry, when I started back in 30 years ago, so it was very fickle and there's only little things we can talk about um, or we had to talk about. There was RSPs and that was about it. Today, the role of the financial advisor has gone well beyond us. In fact, we've become uh, like a money parent to people. Because what we do is we look, think outside the box and we see some mistakes that, uh, I mean, if you're in your 30s or 40s today, you know, your parent maybe is 70 something, 80 maybe, I don't know. So we look at what did they do and what's happening now and maybe you can do some of the good things they did and avoid some of the bad things they did. So if you can complement the old with the new, you'll be much better off and more equipped to face your financial future. So, like I say, becoming an adult is learning how to manage your own finances. Now, that doesn't mean just that just doesn't mean uh, making money and saving money. It also means making thoughtful and informed decisions about your finances, right? 
and feeling confident that you can handle whatever financial curveballs comes your way. So maybe after the break, we'll kind of, you know, have a little chat about some of the things in, that we talked about in the last, you know, 40 minutes or so. Yeah, I will sum up a little bit on this. Hey, should you be taking financial advice from your parent? And hey, Kelvin's a parent himself. I'm going to ask him a little bit about maybe the advice that he gives to his own children. As your life, your money continues here. Don't forget to give Kelvin a call, 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. Or visit his website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask K-E-L-V-I-N. A whole lot more of your life, your money, continuing on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. And good Sunday morning. Welcome to Your Life, Your Money with Kelvin, the money guy. Well, almost afternoon, but there's still time left in your life, your money don't forget to visit Kelvin's website. That's askkelvin.ca. That's askkelvin.ca. Or you can pick up the phone and give him a call on the phone. 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. And we've been talking about whether or not you should be taking financial advice from your parents. And I think that really what we've landed on is, yeah, you know, take it, take some of the advice but it's helpful to have someone else in your corner to help you adapt that to the modern investing environment. And that's why it's so important to have someone like Kelvin, the money guy, one of the top 50 financial advisors in the country on the radio with you here today. And you've got access to him. Like I said, askkelvin.ca, click on a schedule, a call link, and you book a time and date of your choosing when you can chat with Kelvin about all of these things. Uh, 416-457-7526, 416-457-PLAN. Now, Kelvin, before we took a quick break, I was just, I threw it out there that uh, I'm going to ask you this question, and I hope it's not intruding too much, but, you know, you're the money guy, but you're also a dad. Do you, what kind of financial advice are you giving to your kids around the dinner table? And uh, is it... Is there a, a, a glimmer of, uh, of uh, uh, a nugget of gold that we can take from that? Or, or are you giving the same advice? Can you be objective when you're the dad uh, and you, you, know, you want to make sure your kids are so well taken care of? Yeah, so before I move on to that, let me just finish okay. up with yeah. the education, sure. the, uh, education <laughs> thing. So hold on. Stay tuned. The answer to that question is coming up. Yeah, don't think about that for a second. But... Uh, <laughs> So, so I think before you make that decision about the education, calculate, you know, your your expected return on your investment before you make that education decision. Right. It's I mean, investment, I don't mean money. I mean, um, like invest in the stock markets, you know, what's going to cost you to get your education, right? So doing some research and figuring out, you know, some factors that will help you make a smart choice about whether or not the degree is financially worth it. So some of the things you want to do is, you know, how much will it cost? Uh, what's the job placement after rate after my major, whatever I major in, right? Um, you know, what's the average starting salary that you might get for your degree? And if you've taken any loans out, you know, what will those payments look like relative to your salary? So all, so also be 
open to new types of advanced education that we're heading into like coding and that kind of stuff that's happening and all that we didn't know about right so the job market has changed dramatically and a lot of employees and start startups have picked up on it and are training kids that are school or didn't go to college and stuff how to how to think in the new world so take advantage of those things um so i encourage you to listen to your parents about lots of things but some things take with a grain of salt so that leads me to me <laughs> <laughs> what do i do well if veronica my wife was here she would say don't listen to calvin because <laughs> you spoil them yeah and i mean you know guys are different i'm sure you're different it's, uh, like and christine's different i think men or guys are different the way we we treat our kids i think we give them everything or try to and i think many of you, in my case i can speak personally i don't really say no right. <laughs> that creates marital issue because what happens, <laughs> i'm saying yes and she's saying no and then especially my son jordan oh mommy told me no i can't have this or whatever and then i said yeah let's go buy it <laughs> <laughs> or or, this, or, the, or if they come to you first it's did you ask your mom like wait <laughs> she, so we all have the same issues and my daughter Brittany, i mean uh it's the same type of thing but what i what i find is as they get older things change so should you spoil your kids yeah i think so within certain things yeah not, not everything but with certain things you should i mean we only live once you know we should all enjoy our lives and and like our parents like my parents told me you know enjoy your enjoy your life uh save for the rainy day if you have a dollar save 50 cents and put away 50 cents and that way you have no regrets as you get older and you live your life and you see the future right there's lots of bumps that are going to happen along the way and if you if you you know you can't plan for those things but you could set aside you know three or six months salary somewhere um that's going to sit there in case your car blows up or something may happen kids get sick or whatever um but yeah i my advice this thanksgiving weekend is to yeah i mean enjoy your life give thanks to your parents take whatever they do with a grain of salt reach out to your financial advisor and and, and you know see if you're if you're heading in the right way or the wrong way um, depending on you there might not be a right or wrong way um yeah if you don't have an advisor anyone go on my website or give me a quick call and and, and use and you know I, I know we don't have a lot of time left but i would say use the change of the season to reevaluate where you were and where you're heading and i think if you do so as we head into christmas time you know you'll you'll be i think you're you'll, you'll be better off to be honest with you awesome advice from kelvin the money guy Visit askkelvin.ca, that's askkelvin.ca, or give him a call at 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. Thank you so much, Kelvin, for making us part of your Sunday. And to everyone out there, thank you so much for making us part of yours. Stay tuned to 640 Toronto. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.